All The More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each week, we look into God's Word and see what He has for us. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He has this week. Welcome everyone back to the All The More Podcast. Uh, Aaron and I are back. It's uh, it's you know, been a good minute or a few months. Um, yeah, we've we've been, we've been uh, on the the front lines of of uh, uh, of work and seminary and 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 you know, other responsibilities within our churches that uh, you know, that that have crept up. Um, you know, uh, since last go around. Well, before I get into since the last go around, let's go ahead and welcome Aaron to the podcast. Hello, Aaron. How's it going? Um, yeah, since, since last go around, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I was um, uh, ordained uh, in, into the ministry, uh, and and uh, I, I'm now the associate pastor at my church. Um, and Aaron, uh, he's you know, picked up some some new uh, new roles at, at his church. Uh, you want to share about that, Aaron? Yeah, I've, uh, since the last time we did this, I'm, I don't know if you want to call me uh, interim or what you want to call me, but I've been pastoring a church uh, since August anyway, so pretty much I think that was the last time we did a podcast, so that's uh, been rewarding and a, and a good experience, And uh, but it does you know, take up a lot of time, and uh, like you know, we're already, I believe I said, going to seminary and all this other stuff, so we're jam-packed, but we still enjoy doing the podcast and talking to you guys, so but uh, anyway, that's what, I'm, that's what I've been doing. You know, I, I was t- talking to, Ma- to mom the other day, and uh, uh, you know, sh- she-, she was saying that... Um, you know that uh, uh you, that you and I are are uh, um are are worse than pop <laughs> you know it, as far as you know b- burning the candle at both ends and in the middle and every other side you know uh but uh but but yeah i i i was quick to try to remind her that um you know sh- she's thinking of pop as he is not as he was so i i'm yeah. pretty i'm pretty sure pop was just as bad as, as as we are now when he was our age you know uh yeah because he had to take a vacation but, uh, <laughs> but um at the same time i heard johnny mac john MacArthur talk about one time talking about going on vacation he says i don't know what he says oh, uh vacations are overrated he says every time i go on vac- vacation the only thing i think about is how much uh, i love doing what i did back home and so he just he's just ready to go home <laughs> so i i think the same, th- same thing too you know i know we get tired and wore out and beat down but that gum you know you, just, you like doing it you just like doing it yeah but it, it would be nice to go to bed before three o'clock in the morning every night and, and uh staying up reading all this stuff and writing newspapers and all and, you know there's a um uh you know all, all of the the sleepless nights and things that you know that you and i have, have experienced over the past couple of months here um you know it, it, it reminds me of a passage a passage in isaiah that uh that uh, Scott, um, Hannah's dad, or my father-in-law, he always uh, uh, you know, sh- shared with me, especially on on days uh, when when I when he knew that I had a um, had a uh, a big exam or something, and and he knew that I'd I'd had hardly any sleep the night before, and it, it, uh, he, he would you know, he would always pray for me, and you know, part of his part of his prayer was always you know this passage in Isaiah that says you know that we will uh, uh, mount up uh, mount up as uh, as with wings of eagles, you know we will you know uh, you know run and, and not 
not grow weary uh and, and so you know like that's you know that's kind of kind of you know what 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 we're what you and i are doing you we um you know god called us to you know in, into both both of our respective ministries you know he's called us to uh you know to be in school as we are and you know so you know he will he will be uh, be the the um the the rest and the peace that we need you know he will help us to you know stick it out uh yes that, that's just one of those things that you know, is, is often hard for for, you know, for us especially as as moors uh, to do is to you know uh, wait on the Lord, uh, you know to 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 you know, bring into fruition all that we are needing and wanting at that point. But yeah, I just want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Oh man, but um, well, I I uh, I reckon we can go ahead and and kind of uh, move on into our um, our our topic of discussion tonight. Uh, you know, we, we we decided to uh, entitle this episode uh, the deep state apostate, um, you know, because you know that that the, there's you know there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of there have been a lot of changes and a lot of uh, deviations within uh, especially within the Southern Baptist Convention, but within the Church Universal, uh, you know, from you know from the gospel, you know, from from what Jesus Christ Himself said. Uh, and from what the Bible teaches, um, and so uh, you know, our, our central text you know, tonight, well, uh, or, or you know, during this episode here, is going to be First um, uh, Timothy chapter four, verses one through five, uh, and, and then we'll, we'll kind of you know uh, dig into that and 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 uh, kind of branch off. But um, w- uh, w- what I'm going to do, Aaron, is uh, I'll go ahead and uh, read the passage, and then uh, I'll let you you start off with the uh, whatever exposition you want to throw in on it. All right. Is it four verse one? Yeah, uh, chapter yeah. four, verses one through five. Yep, all right, carry on. Okay. Now the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons, through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. All right, Aaron, it's all yours. Well, yeah, I mean, in general, I just, uh, you said a lot of things I was say earlier. I mean, it's obviously the whole uh, modern day, I hate using the word evangelical because it, there's a lot of people who call themselves evangelical that really doesn't mean anything at all to me uh, as far as what they believe. But uh, there's, a, there's a great you know, turning away. And this is just one example. There's tons of exa- examples in the Bible of uh, prophesying or foretelling of a time of apostasy. But, and and to, to be to be perfectly you know real about the whole thing and think about it clear, clearly, you know what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention now has been going on for a long time. Uh, what's been going on since the first century? I mean, people have been you know going backwards and you know falling away from the faith and uh, all kind of stuff. And most of the mainline Protestant denominations in the United States have already gone uh, to crap, uh, really. As far as uh, you know, it all starts with 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 the Bible uh, to start with. Uh, you know what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention now is a bunch of chipping away at the what I think is at the Bible itself, you know, it goes back all the way to, to the Garden of Eden. Uh, what did God really say is what Satan was asking. 
asking did God really say you couldn't eat from the fruit of the tree? And um, so a lot of these, you know, that's, this what I'm saying has nothing to do with the text except for the fact that in verse 4, verse 1, you know, in the later times, you know, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and it says doctrines of demons. And, and man, you were talking about earlier in, in chapter 1, you know, Paul, the whole reason Paul is writing this whole book, 1 Timothy, to Timothy to start with is because he's urging Timothy to remain in Ephesus and teach no other doctrine, you know, hold to the truth. And, and uh, there's a lot of, I don't know, sometimes it's pretty uh, disorienting. I, I messed around and got a Twitter here lately and you get on there and you don't think people are that crazy until you get on Twitter and then you realize the world's crazy. So. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so uh, anyway, you can go ahead. And in, in, in preparation for you know, for for this episode, you know, I I I you know, went went back and, and you know, re- read through uh, you know, all of First Timothy, you know, you know, just to kind of make sure that I was you know that I was looking at you know the 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 whole book at, you know as a, as a whole unit and not just kind of trying to cherry pick something out because you know I, right. you know I I, I always uh, rag on rag on the people that. Uh, that you want to you pick out a verse, you know, uh, and, and, don't t- judge. and yeah, don't judge. don't judge. It says judge rightly. You know, it says yeah. don't judge on appearance, but judge rightly, which what, how do you judge rightly? Well, you, you know, apply God's word to it and says, you know, it, you know if it's a, uh, a snake is a snake. Okay. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that you can't apply yourself to God's word. They like, well, this is how I feel. Yeah, you, God you, loves me, so certainly you couldn't have said that. Yeah, feelings don't matter. It must mean this. Yeah, yeah fe- feeling, feelings don't don't mean anything. What what matters is what truth is, you know. And who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. And if, so, anyhow, that's a whole other thing. But but you know, your truth is is truth, and so God's word is the standard for truth. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, I, I, I was you know, was was you know, looking through, and so you know. Like you're saying, you there at the very start of, um, at the very start of, uh, of First Timothy, you know, Paul is, is is you know he's exhorting and encouraging Timothy to you know remain steadfast in the faith. You know, don't you know you know, hold firm to you know, to the doctrines that were that you were taught. You know, don't deviate from the truth. Um, you know, don't give in to that temptation. You know, remain strong for for your for your congregation for your um, the people there in Ephesus. And so, uh, you know, one, one, one thing that, that I, uh, um, you know, I, I, I found, uh, found you know, pretty interesting was at the, at the end of chapter one in verses 18 through 20, um, he, you know, he says, this charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Uh, let me emphasize that again, that you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck uh, of their faith, among whom are Hymenius uh, and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. You know, but, you know Paul here, he he you know, he was telling telling you Timothy uh you know we we need to, to stand firm because you know th- this is a this is a battle you know we are in war this is this is you know all this you know feelings and and pansy you know pansy business needs to stop you know it, you know, it it's all about you know upholding God's word upholding you know God's standard you know both the standard that he sets and his standard the flag that we're waving saying hey we're Christians you know we need to examine ourselves are we really Christians you know are are, are we are we, you know, in fact, born again, you know, submitted to Christ, holy Christians, or are we just Christians in name only? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, that, that, that's the danger that we, we, we get into. And, and, and so, um, 
you know, that that's, you know, what, what I believe, you know, Paul is talking about there in verse 20 with you know, Hymenius and Alexander, you know, they weren't the real, the real deal. They, you know, they were, you know, they thought they were the real deal maybe, but they weren't. You got something, Aaron? Yeah, I was, I'm going to cheat real quick and just go straight to the source. Um, this is Jude, verse three and verse four, but, you know, talking about waging warfare, you know, the whole, you know, there, there's tons, like all, a lot of these epistles are a call to arms, especially Jude, or, you know, when you think about Galatians, a lot of these, Paul, a lot of times isn't writing just to, you know, talk about the weather and, you know, tell about what's happening <laughs> on the back of here. You know, I mean, you know, he is left and then something has gone awry or either the spirit is inspiring him to write to them, to exhort them to, you know, they're still doing good, but he wants them to remain that way. Kind right. Of. But, you know, there's always, you know, Satan, there's, he's always trying to tear it down and um, he's always trying to, you know, water it down. And, and like I say on Twitter, you know, all these people who are claiming to be Christians, claiming to be Southern Baptist, blah, 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 blah. They're, you know, all this, there's all this new stuff coming out, this new uh, you know, critical race theory, intersectionality. Plus there's all these new books by like one of them's N.T. Wright book called A New Perspectives on Paul, all this kind of stuff. You know, I don't see how in the world you need new perspectives or new uh, theories to to understand what's been understood for the last 2,000 years. Right. And, um, you know, I, I rag on the Catholics and the Presbyterians for <clears throat> holding on to their tradition and the Bible, uh, which the, that really hurts Presbyterians' feelings because they holler or yell out solo scriptura. <laughs> and, then they, and then they quote off all Calvin's books and then all Luther's books and all the other people's stuff because yeah, they hold on to tradition too. But in the, in the tradition of the church, you know, Christ, history of Christendom since the beginning, you know, there's things that have been understood that are still understood today, meaning the same thing as they, as you hear, you know, Clement of Alexandria and Jerome and other people, Polycarp writing, you know, within a hundred years of Christ's resurrection. Right. And, you know, they say the same thing that we say now. And now, now all of a sudden we think, everybody thinks they're so dang smart. They just want to go say oh i got a new perspective but anyway jude 3 says beloved this is jude or uh, jude, uh yeah jude writing he says beloved while i was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation so notice he was writing the whole thing concern concerning our common salvation he says i found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend underline the word contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints so i want to underscore also that the this thing that we call faith our whether you want to call it religion or our doctrine or belief or whatever we have is a once and for all delivered faith and so we, we need to be holding on to dear life for the thing that was once and for all delivered people act like that they're i just got a word I just got a word from the spirit and i'm gonna let's write it down and let's you know new theology you know the, the, it's already been i mean the bible is there and it's already been written out right it's to be on and it's to be understood. And, but, you know, there's a lot of people who are like I'm talking about using all these godless ideologies to interpret scripture. But going on to verse four, it says, For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of God, of our God, into lewdness, and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, Jews all about, it's all about apostates. And um, an apostate says, just for all those who don't know what an apostate is, all that is, apostate is just someone who has claimed to be a Christian or, you know, uh, has tasted the goodness and glory of God and then willfully turned away and turned back to sin and rejected Christ and, and basically went back to, or, you know, somebody who twists the words of the Bible or doctrine or whatever. And uh, there's tons of stuff, I mean, all throughout these epistles in the New Testament, specifically calling out these you know, people turning away. So, but anyway, talking about going, I called arms, you know, waging warfare, you know, Jews saying the same thing, saying contend to faith. He's like, it's time to stand up and fight. And uh, a lot of people are going to tell you that, you know, that's, that's what I was telling you earlier about talking about the, oh, we just need to all gather together and 
together for the gospel, <laughs> co-laborers in the gospel. You know, I mean, I'm all about the gospel. I'm all about, you know, seeing lost people saved and going out to the ends of the earth to make disciples of men. But at the same time, people, you know, here's another, there's another uh, catchphrase, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing. I don't know if you heard any of that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. People are like, like, we can disagree on everything, but as long as we're putting money into the cooperative program so we can all send out missionaries and that's all that matters. You know, if we can agree on enough to do that. But really, I mean, there comes a time and point where you, people need to stand up because people are altering the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints to fit whatever in the world they think. And, and now now you're entrusting those people with taking the gospel out. Right. Or managing, you know, all the old ladies' money who, or old ladies at your church who sent money up there. You know, you're going to manage that? You know, I don't think so because it's something they're teaching contrary to the gospel. And, and like you know, what Paul said down there, he said he named the, uh, the two men down there and he said he delivered them over to Satan so that they may not learn to blaspheme. And so, I mean, you got to be tough. Right. You know, when it comes to the truth. Yeah. Yeah. As they say, you know, the truth hurts. Um, I mean, I, I, that, 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 that isn't, isn't any more true or isn't any more clear than it is here. I mean, it's, you know, um, you know, we, we, we can't sit back. We can't, we can't allow, um, you know, all these, uh, you know, as it says here in, in verse one of, you know, uh, of our main passage in first Timothy, you know, we, we can't allow, um, you know, those that, that, uh, you know, they've departed from faith and that, and those that have, de- they've devoted themselves to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons. Like, you know, that we, we can't allow them to direct, uh, you know, to direct the church. We can't allow them to, to direct the, 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 uh, you know, how the, uh, how the church as a whole is going to, to, to spend its finances or how this, how they're going to reach out and, 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 and to their community, um, or better yet, even into the whole world, you know, we, we, you know, they, they have no, uh, no good understanding, no spiritual direction, because you know, as it says here in, in verse two, it says through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, you know, the, the, these people who have departed, you know, their consciences are seared, their spirit has been seared. And that the the, the term and and uh, um, in, in the Greek is, is a uh, a medical term meaning to be like cauterized, you know you, you know uh, you know that they they have no feeling left you know in uh, in, in this area, um, you know, and their and their consciences and their uh, you know and their and their you know, and their spirit that would normally allow them to seek after God and, and feel His direction you know, to know which way they should go, but uh, you know they 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 have have said said no you know one too many times to God and so they've uh they've said you know God said all right have at it you know just like Paul you know just like Paul said you know to those you know to Hymenius and and Alexander you know all right go go have it your way you know go you know go over there to uh what what is that is that the catchphrase for Burger King have it your way um yeah uh yeah uh yeah as opposed to I'm loving it you know with McDonald's but anyways um you know that we we've uh you know what 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 it's gonna take is is you know you know strong men, you know, men of God and you know, to stand up you know, you know, for for what is right and to call out those that that, that are wrong you know that there are certain certain people within the, the the Southern Baptist Convention and and I mean within the Church Universal that uh, you know they are perfectly okay with you know working side by side with you know with with atheists you know which you know I mean we we are to love all people but you know we are to, we are to you know to love them by sharing the gospel with them we I mean, we aren't supposed to support you know them being an atheist you know uh you know we are are supposed to support you know homosexuals being homosexual you know we we are sp- supposed to support the truth and and support them by sharing the truth with them 
it's like but you know i hate sound like i'm overcritical about everything but i mean yeah you know, people's and i say people just to the viewing audience understand i'm talking about these nuts on twitter you know people are gonna start saying stuff like uh well uh jesus hung out with you know prostitutes and tax collectors and publicans and you know, all these center type people which you know we're all sinners but the thing is he was hanging yeah he went and ate supper with them or yeah he went and healed them or helped them or witnessed to them or whatever but he didn't hang out with them continually for the sake of just enjoying their company Right. Or he, he didn't just get, I mean, he, yeah, he loved them, you know, because, you know, Jesus Christ is God and all these people are made in his image and, you know, he, he seeks to call all men to himself. But he didn't just hang around, you know, he went to them, ate supper with them, told, like, you know, told them who he was basically or told them what you need to do, turn and to repent and go and sin no more. And, you know, when he called these people, you know, into his service, you know, it's, it's either come or, don't, or, or, or leave. And um, people want to talk about all the time about like, the Sermon on the Mount or uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000 and everything like oh he was so great he just wanted to give everything away but then you know yeah he did all that but then look what happened he he got to the fine print of the gospel right after that the, you know give up everything you own uh, or saying that any man who doesn't hate his father mother brother sister wife children so on and so forth he's not fit for the kingdom of god and then you know he also talks about about the feeding of five thousand that uh you know says eat of me and you'll uh, never hunger again i'm not looking at it so i hate to misquote it but anyway he's saying all this stuff and of course what happened all these people started to leave because it started getting a little too real for them or, you know they thought it was you know free meal so it sounds good so there's a whole lot of jesus things that jesus has done is taken out of context right that um you know jesus of course he healed people and people focus on the healing aspect of Jesus all the time and they focus on the giving and the loving you know yes he did all those things but that wasn't the point you know he would always meet the physical need and then he would meet the spiritual need and uh and the spiritual need was the point you know and John tells us <clears throat> in his gospel that he did all these miracles so that people would see them and know and believe right you know, the, he didn't he wasn't healing people of course, yeah, yes, Jesus had compassion on people and didn't want to see lame, sick, whatever people. But, you know, he did it to, to prove who he was. And, uh, and you know, it's really a foreshadowing or it's a, you know, he says, it's like a, if I can do this, what else can I do kind of a thing, you know? Because if he can heal you physically, of course, you know, if you trust in him, eat of him, drink of him, you know, you'll know that no longer hunger, no longer thirst, and you'll be uh, in a glorified body with him in heaven, basking in his glory for eternity. So everybody's focusing on the little stuff he did on earth, which is, you know, miracles of course but that's not the point you know right well well and i mean you if you look at you know uh if you look at the 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 feeding of the five thousand, you know especially in, in the gospel of john you know um you know just you know, immediately following that jesus says you know i am the bread of life you know, hit the, the the whole the whole fe- feeding of the five thousand. The whole purpose of that was, you know, to be a miracle to point to him, you know, as so he could preach that, right? So, so he that's right, because I mean, you know, the you know, because you know, the the whole you know, he he took two fish and five loaves, and he made he made he made it all, all right. I mean, he just like just you know, the the pure creative act there, and and just you know, multiplied it all, and and so you know, he he was he was you know, pointing pointing back to you know the the wilderness experience with the with with the uh, uh, with the manna you know, coming from heaven because he is the bread of life that came from heaven just you know, to save the people just like God gave manna to the Israelites to save them in the wilderness. I mean, you know, everything that Christ did had a purpose. And and you know, one thing you, know, you, you you can notice throughout the Gospel of John a lot of times you know, I think the first time you see it is is in chapter two when Mary asks him to you know ask John uh, ask Jesus to help out the the at the the wedding in Cana uh, you know to help out help out the couple that you know they, they they've they've run run out of wine you know you know she wanted wanted him to make make wine for them or to help them um, you know. 
uh, you know, he says, you know, my, my time has not yet come. And you see that phrase, you know, or some variation thereof come, uh, come throughout the gospel, a number or the gospel of John, a number of times where he says, you know, my, my time hasn't come yet, or it's not, it's not, uh, this isn't time to pass yet. And, and so, you know, Jesus had a, had a timetable, uh, you know, you know, upon which he was operating, which wasn't his timetable. It was God, the father's timetable, because as he says throughout you know, John as well, you know, he does what the father what he sees the father do or he says what the, what the father says or you know but you know, you know jesus you know he, he is that he is that that perfect representation of being at uh and in, in perfect union with the father that's why it's called the trinity the triune god they are you know each person is you know co-equal and co-god you know with each other um and and so but but you know, they, they they are all working together uh, you know, to bring about their will you know the will of the father which was salvation for for you know for his creation um and and so you know jesus was able to to hear and hear what god said because he was in that union whereas we as fallen creatures especially those who you know who have you know uh, devoted, who have you know, departed, who have who have uh, become an, the apostate. They have you know left left what Christ said. They've left what the what the Holy Spirit teaches, and they've started listening to well themselves, you know, their own spirit, and 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 you know, uh, as as it says in uh, you know, the the uh, end of John eight, you know, you know, where Jesus was talking to the to the Jews, you know, he says, you know, you you, you do uh, what you see your father do, you know, you, your your father is you know is the devil, you know, so um, I mean that that that's that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, I had a crazy experience the other day on Twitter with a guy, fellow, uh, we go to the same seminary, and I don't know him, but you know, he commented on something and, that I had tweeted, and uh, he got to talking about how uh, there's no, you know, he said he's, you know, obviously a Christian if he's at seminary, or claiming to be one. I'll rephrase that and say that, but anyway, he was saying that basically he said, well, he said that there's no objective truth, Duh. and uh, which, uh, you know, of course, me and my philosophical prowess, uh, <laughs> had to, you know, number one, by stating that there's no objective truth, you just made an objective truth claim, you know, you can't you can't claim anything right true without <laughs> objectively claiming it so right and uh, and then he tried to tell me that you know because i lived in georgia what's true for me may not be true for somebody in in nebraska so 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 does that mean that in nebraska the sky is green as opposed to being blue uh, apparently i mean it, whatever <laughs> it looks like to you i guess but which, which that's another you know if you want to get into logic and all these rules of logic laws of logic whatever that's another logical fallacy called genetic fallacy all you people listeners want to nerd out on that kind of stuff for a while but uh it's called the genetic fallacy basically because you can't it's, it's a logical fallacy to say that you know wherever you that's like people saying you know well just the only reason you're christians because you live in the united states if you were born in iran you, you'd be a muslim which you know that's probably true but what's illogical about the statement is thinking that that the that, that being a christian is wrong or is any less validated by the fact that if i live somewhere else i might not be one in the sense that you know that has nothing to do with true or not that has to do with other circumstances anyway just because i'm in georgia doesn't mean i don't what i believe is not the truth you know is is, is what he was saying but there's all kind of stuff but you know, here's this guy who's a uh supposed to be a phd graduate actually and um he's coming at me with these stuff and i'm just wondering how in the world did he get there but you know people say all kind of stuff and, and it says well how in the i mean apparently you're smarter than me like how do you know how do you if there's no objective truth then how do you even know 
you're a Christian or how I mean, how do you know? Right. How do you, how do you believe anything? And, um, and you know, I, th- I think there is, I think the most objective thing of all, I mean, God has to be objective. You know, there has to be a center point. Well, well I mean, I mean, God, God is the center point. He is the standard. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, I was about to say, you know, good old John chapter one, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, you know, going on and there, you know, I'll just turn to it. Since I've got a correct Bible or the, 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 the main point is that before anything was, God was. Right. So therefore he's automatically transcendent. Right. Above all, all of creation and all of all this other kind of stuff. And, and people want to come at you with science and say, well, science, you know, there's some kind of scientist, you know, well, I know through physics and, you know, the, the scientific method that this, this, and this is true and there's no way in the world yours could be true. And, but, um, the craziest thing in the world, I listened to a talk by John Lennox, which is a brilliant man, but then he, you know, he points out the obvious thing that the scientific method can't even prove that the scientific method is true. Right. And, um, you know, without the laws of logic, the scientific method couldn't be true either. And without assuming that um, every person is wanting or has a desire to tell the truth and find out the truth, how can you trust what anybody says? And then the other thing, you know, if we're just a bunch of evolved stardust in a pile of gloop that evolved into a human... For no intended purpose except just for by chance, then how in the world do you even trust your brain to even analyze anything to say whether it's true or not to start with? It's saying like if if there is no God, then you can't really know anything. And so the thing is that the ironic and crazy thing is all these people who don't believe there is a God are trying to make objective claims and say that you know that whatever. But I, I'll say this one last thing. I'll shut up. There's a guy who's uh, Richard. Uh, what Richard Hawkins? What was the other guy? Dawkins. Uh, that was Richard Dawkins, and then who's the as a Christopher Hitchens. Yeah, yeah. He's a famous, he's dead now, but he's a British atheist debater, you know, new atheist militant kind of a guy. He was debating this other guy, Christian man. I can't remember what his name was either at the second. But anyway, Christopher Hitchens was telling the, the Christian apologist saying, you know, uh, I don't know how you believe in a God who, who, who'd who want to just kill all the uh, amicalites, you know, every man, woman, child, just whack him, you know. Right. It sounds like a terrible God. And, and he says, uh, and Christopher Hitchens says, you don't even have a problem with that. And the Christian guy's like, you know what, uh, Christopher, you're right. I really don't have a problem with that. I mean, that doesn't, I, I have no problem saying that I'm okay with that. And he says, uh, he says, and I'll tell you why I'm okay with that is because that's what God said. So I'm okay with that. And the Christopher Hitchens, you know, he's being smart. He says, yeah, I know you, all you Christians, I bet you get a kick out of that. <laughs> you know, to kill all these folks and everything. And then of course the Christian apologist guy's like, well, no, Christopher, what I'm really about to get a kick out of is what I'm about to get you to say. Christopher, you know, of course his heart probably drops out of his backside. And anyway, he says, uh, the Christian man says, I don't care about killing all the Amicalites because God said it's okay. But you, but the thing is, you don't care about killing all the Amicalites either because the universe doesn't care. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. As in, if there's no, I mean, who is, who, if you are atheist, you have no, you have nothing to stand on. There, there, there's, there's nothing to stand on about right. There's no moral objective truth to say anything is right or wrong. And if we really are just a bunch of crap floating around in the universe, then who cares what happens to anybody? Right. But because, but because there is a God, that's why we care. And the funny thing is also is the atheists, they'll play along because they know that these crazy Christian folks at least have morals. So that means that, you know, we'll just play along because we don't want to have, because they enjoy the safety of people thinking there's, a God, there is a God. kind of Right. You know, because if there is no God, then there's no ultimate punishment. So if you die, you die. Oh, well, so basically that can be a terrible person person all my life and not worry about it. And uh, but anyway, there's a whole lot of extra stuff. But I mean, cr- people are talking crazy and 
and those were 80s people talking but you know going back to the apostate thing you know, which we need to i don't know if we do we really even tell our uh, very intent listeners i mean we're talking about apostates in christian church there's a lot of stuff going on crazy specifically in southern Baptist convention right now and um which i would think that both me and levi is something we hold near and dear to our hearts uh or at least we i mean i hold any christian institution you know i want everything to not i want to stand for truth whatever right. whatever it is and where right. it is you know but it's just it just so happens that we're both students at southern baptist seminaries and we're both uh not these southern baptists but other new orleans and southwestern but uh so i mean that uh, we have invested interest in, in this and everything but there's there's a lot of stuff these Godless ideologies, same type thing I'm telling you, all these atheists you're talking about, people who are leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention, people who are, you know, just pew sitters are thinking this way, which, you know, I think that they're a minority. Uh, I think it's just so happens that everybody being put at the top is nuts. And it's the average, you know, person in the, in the pew is probably, you know, okay. Uh, well, and, and or, you know, I, I, I would, I would, I would largely agree with that. Um, but you, you know, I, one thing that I, I think, though, is that uh, you know, starting with my agreement is that you know one, one reason that these uh, that the the crazies, uh, you know, as I'm going to call them, are are uh, are so well so well voiced is because you know they are at the focal point. They like they they are up on their their pedestals. You know. Uh, you know, high up in the in the rankings of the of the convention and 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 or in the schools or whatever, um, and so you know people are all, are already looking to them for direction uh, because of their degree or or, or they wrote ten you know, ten or twenty or a hundred books or whatever it might have been on on a subject, um, and so you know, they're deemed an expert, and so oh they must know more than I do, but you know, at the same time you know, I. I you know the problem, though, is that you know we as a convention, you know the 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 people that are the pew sitters that are in the churches, you know they have allowed, you know we have allowed these people to get into the positions they are in, you know by our own uh, complacency. Um, you know, yeah, you know, I think most people are just ignorant. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, they they don't know they don't know what's going on. Um, and and, and you know there have been you know, far too many people that have been like far too many uh members of churches or you know, even casual attenders of churches that that have been woefully neglected in their in their education of theological matters uh you know uh, you know you know a lot of them just they, they don't know like you know, uh, i was astonished because you, you know the, the semester you know, I, i've been taking a taking a class on the doctrine of the, of the trinity and you know, I, I was I was you know astonished to find out that you, know, you know, that there there are there are quite a few you know uh, there, I, I can't remember what the exact statistic is otherwise I, I would say it but you know there, there is a, a a a rather large number of of so-called Christians in the United States that do not believe that God and Jesus are are one and the same that, that you know that the and then there are, there are others that believe that that uh, you know they call themselves Christians but they they don't believe that that the Trinity that the God the Father and the Son are co-equal and co-eternal you know that that there are you know there are key doctrines that are that are completely neglected or misunderstood um and and, and that has led you know I, I believe you know largely to the to the uh depravity and 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 uh 
uh, I guess, destruction of of uh, or demoralization or, or whatever of of the convention and, and of of and of the church as a whole. Um, I yeah, mean, there's no discipleship, no uh, right. There's no training, and yeah, there's no discipleship, not in the sense of going out and making disciples of the places, right. but discipling the ones you got already. Right, because you know, you right, right now you know, you know, there there are plenty of churches that have you know, discipleship training brought to you every Sunday evening or whatever it might be. You know, they have this you know this. You know, video. Uh, unless I'll sit down and watch a video series, and then you know, have group discussion questions at the end. That is not discipleship. Discipleship is sitting down with you know. Ideally, uh, uh, there's a guy, um, uh, Robbie Gallaty. Uh, he, he is a, a graduate of the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, uh, Robbie Gallaty. Uh, he, yeah, he's a a, 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 a a pastor up at. Um, Long Hollow Baptist Church, I think it's in, I want to say it's in Tennessee, but I can't remember. Anyways, uh, you know, he, he has a, uh, uh, a, he, he's, he's written a, a few books on, on discipleship because, you know, you know, he, he, he has, he has used his method and proved it works because the method he's using is the method that Jesus Christ used, you know, what? where, yeah, I know. Right. I mean, you know, follow what Jesus does and it works. I mean, it's, I, I don't, it's mind blowing. Um, where you take, you know, one person, you know, you know, meets with, you know, two or three other individuals for a set amount of time, you know, anywhere from, you know, eight months to 16 months or so. Um, and you, you, you meet weekly and you study God's word, not some what? other, not, not some little workbook or something, but you actually look at God's word, work through it, you know, study the contents, memorize passages, you memorize memory verses. I mean, you know, it's, it's all this, you know, stuff that sounds like it's you know, new agey. No, it's like, this is just, it's how it works. And so he took, you know, over, over the, over the span of, of a few, of a few years, he went from having like 15 people meeting at his, at his house to having, now he has his mega church and you know, not that the mega church is the is the ideal or the standard that we all want to get to or that we or that we should desire to get to but but you know all he's doing you know he he taught people you know he took disciples of Jesus Christ taught them how to make other disciples and taught those other disciples how to make other disciples to make disciples to make this I mean it like you know it, it's the pyramid scheme I mean you know you, you, you always hear about these you know here to be wary about the pyramid scheme when it comes to get rich quick schemes but I mean, you, but you know, that is that just shows the power of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit working um, you know, in in uh, and through men of God and and women of God that want to come come around and 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 share that. You know, uh, what, you know, uh, I, I've probably said on here before, but you know, if you build a man a fire, you know, he'll be warm for a little bit. But if you set a man on fire. He'll be warm for the rest of his life, you know, and, 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 you know, he might catch some other people on fire and, and, you know, while he's running around too. I mean, it's just, you know, that, that's what it comes down to. You know, you know, we, we, we can't get, you know, side sidetracked from, you know, from the central goal of go and make disciples. Preacher, are you trying to tell me that all we got to do is go out there and teach people what the Bible says? <laughs> and some people actually ask that question, you know, it's just, it, it's you baffling. Everything we need to know for all of our religious faith and practices can be found in the Bible. Yeah. That's what I mean. Everybody's a thing, uh, some kind of program, but, uh, you know, just, that's what I say, you know, one man named Jesus Christ had 12 men. One of them was a good old fashioned apostate, uh, named Judas, the betrayer. But anyway, he had, he, he spent three years, 12 men poured out his life onto him and then sent him out. And then the, the entire Christian faith or Christian, them Christians everywhere are results of those 12 men. If you think about 
about it. Right. You know, it's the pyramid scheme. Well, and 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 you know, like you're looking at verse three. You know, like you know, you're talking about these these people that were you know that have departed and gone to other doctrines and things. You know, it's, you know these people also those you know they forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created. You know, like you know, the, you know, uh, you know. That, you know what what was going on at the time you know these these people free or something or what? say what you're talking about fat free and gluten free or oh yeah <laughs> no no uh, you know they, they were uh you know they, they were talking about you know uh certain works that were prerequisites for salvation you know you either you, you know you had to uh you know you, you know some had to be had to re- remain un, unmarried prior to, to, to being saved or some had to you know not eat certain kinds of food like pork or whatever it may have been i mean uh, you know there, there are all these things that, that that they would that they were going after but they were missing the point because like you know, they would twist they would twist you know god's word to fit their purpose and and largely uh it was you know, uh uh you know, the, the the uh what's it called um the it's called uh, asceticism you know basically where it's you know, a, a lot of you know, self-denial of, of certain things and that you know that there, there there was a uh one of the one of the uh groups of of uh of jewish religious leaders you know you know, everybody knows about the pharisees the sadducees you know and then you know those are the two main groups but then there was you know, there was also you know uh, a group known as the zealots and then you know uh, even smaller than them you know was a group known as the essenes the essenes were they, they were the they were the the ones that were uh all into asceticism and self-denial. You know, they were kind of, I guess, kind of like what you would uh, you'd call, uh, um, I guess, a hermit or whatever that would live off by himself and and uh, you know wear rags or whatever. Um, and and you know, that was a work that they would do to to get close to God and and which I mean, you know, Scripture does re- does you know say that fasting is necessary or is an is a, is a is a part of worship. Um, and and that you know, marriage you know can you know it, it promotes both singleness and marriage, but you choose one or the other. You can't have both, you know. Um, but anyways, you, you know, the, the, it was a combination of, of the Essenes as well as you know gr- uh, Greek uh, Greek or I guess Greek thought at that time. You know about how you know uh, anything that anything material was not good, and so anyways, you know, the, the, there were all these things that were getting thrown in there that had nothing to do with the gospel that were not in God's word. And so they're getting confused because they were not discipled properly. You know, you know they, 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 they came in and grabbed the pamphlet and then only read the first page of it and then, you know, added in their own thoughts afterward. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the pamphlet told me so. Exactly. <laughs> not the Bible, not in, not in its entirety. You know, it's just, I, I don't know, it's just crazy. These, um, and, so, and, and so, you know, but, you know, Scripture, as it says right here in this passage, you know, for everything created by God is bad? No. Everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving that is received from God in its in its purpose, because it says in verse 5, for it is made holy, you know, both marriage and food and whatever else it may be, it is made holy that is set apart for God, for God's purpose, by the word of God, both the, the, the written spoken word of God, as well as Jesus Christ himself and prayer. I, I, I don't know how, how much clearer it can be. You know, there, there might be too clear for them guys out there in Colorado. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught that. I didn't want to talk about controlled substances on the, the Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's natural, man. God made it. Oh yeah. Well, see, I, I, I've got, I, I've got some, uh, uh, some, or a, a student of mine who, who, uh, yeah, that, that, that's the argument that, 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 that we are in the midst of. And, and, 
um yeah anyways yeah uh yeah I, i've had students in the past with, with the same argument you know, oh yeah it it's not man-made. Well, that's not the point. The point is that we are to be holy. We are to be sober-minded, ready to make a defense for our faith at any any any, any moment. You know. Exactly. And 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 you know if you know if 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 uh, if you're you know stoned out of your mind or drunk as a skunk or whatever it might be, you know, like how 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 can you you know say that um how can you say that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Master when all you want to do is get your next hit? Yeah. I mean, you were then a slave to that, and you care, you couldn't care less about Jesus Christ. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. Um, yeah, I, but, I'll get uh, off on the rabbit trail, but I'll just say that, you know, I've told people before about, they say, well, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it say it's bad to drink, and they say, well, Jesus drank, blah, blah, blah. Actually, well, actually, it does say, it does say in Psalms, you know, don't, don't, don't look longingly uh, uh, in, in, into the, into the, the, the cup as the red, as the wine swirls around red uh, or something like that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm probably mis- misquoting it horribly, but that, but there, there is a passage that uh, that does say um, it does speak ill of of alcoholic drink. Well, I mean, in general, it talks about you know, don't don't be drunk anyway. You know, right. It does say that. Right. But the biggest thing I tell people, you know, because you know, I'm a, I've done all that kind of stuff back in the day. So I mean, anybody says you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, and they should have known me about seven or eight years ago. But uh, you know, it's already hard enough to be holy and righteous or live the closest. It's already it's already hard enough to not sin perfectly sober you know right and now now be uh inebriated with some kind of other stuff and then it's now you, now you, you have no chance and uh well, i mean you, you better have a chance to start with to remain sinless because satan's always going to find the, he's always going to find out the weak spot right and uh, it's already hard enough to resist you know like i say sober when you mix alcohol and drugs with it then it's sober so that's why i don't think anybody should do it right well and <clears throat> you know what, what you know what, what one one reason that you know that that you know i, I well uh i i've only ever had alcohol one time and that was by accident. Uh, it was on uh, what you call it, uh, Scout Sunday, and our, it was you know, our, our Cub Scout pack was um, you know was, was affiliated with that Episcopal Church downtown. And anyways, you know, uh, you, know, you know, being raised a Southern Baptist as we were, you know, I thought, oh yeah, communion, you got you know, grape juice. Okay, I'll go take some. Well, whew, was I surprised? Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I remember for whatever, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, we, 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 we were, we, we uh, came out to Poppy's house that, uh, after church that day. And I could, I like, that was like an hour after the fact, I could still taste that horrible taste in my mouth and I didn't want ever, anything to do with it ever again. But you know, what, you know, what, one reason that, that, you know, that I've, I've you know, never, never gone back to gone back to alcohol is because i mean i you know, i don't know you know if if i'm predisposed to you know, to to be addicted to it you know to to you know to become an alcoholic uh you know and and you know, aside from what scripture tells me you know aside from me being you know, in the office of a minister you know I, I i don't i don't want to risk becoming a slave to it you know um because you know if god has called me to be to be in ministry then dad government i need to be in ministry i don't need to be you know ch- chasing the booze yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, so you know, back to this whole you know, deep state apostate. You know, we're calling it you know, deep state apostate because I mean, you know, just like the you know the deep state we've been hearing about on the news for the past you know forever. You know, that it, it exists too. You know, within our own you know, religious institutions. You know, within our own churches and 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 seminaries and conventions. Uh, you know, within our denominations. I mean, you know, it, it's um. You know, we, we, we need to be wary. We need to be vigilant and prepared, um, you know, because, you know, I mean, the end is coming, you know, it, it, and, 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 you know, uh, it says in, uh, I believe it's in Matthew 24, um, 
where oh yeah, Matthew twenty four twelve says, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. You know, for for those of you that are unfamiliar, Matthew twenty four is a chapter where you know, it deals with you know the end times, and Jesus himself is saying. And because the lawlessness increased, the, the love of many will grow cold. And that love specifically is the love for Christ, the love for the church, the love for God. You know, many will turn away, you know, you know, because they really weren't of him to begin with. Um, but, you know, that lawlessness, lawlessness, that sinfulness you know, within the church as a whole will increase because, um, you know, the, the end times are, are, are nigh. You know, it's it's it's, um, it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, I'll go ahead and. I've been kind of not being as serious I normally am, but I'll be in all seriousness. I mean, go ahead and raise the alarm to raise the flag to blow the trumpet. You know, I think about, you know, 30, 40 years ago, especially because, I mean, I deal with the apologetics realm or, you know, that's what I, that's what I like. That's what I feel called to do. And it's about defending the faith and, and uh, giving, you know, giving an answer to the people why you have your faith. But, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, most of these objections or most of these crazies, the crazies we're talking about today, most of the time, those are people outside of the church right. attacking the church. But now today it's people within the church that are that are attacking it. and i'm telling people you know the good old trojan horse story back in the day i mean people the, the army went and came in through the trojan horse and then while they're all sleeping they all busted out and then took over the city from the inside right you know, that's that's what's that's what's happening now i mean the wolves are in the church they're they have they have come in through the gate and now they're in here with us and um you know i'll people might think i'm a radical or crazy or, or whatever too but you know, i would rather be hated by men and loved by god than the other way around and i think god calls us to stand up for this faith and speaking directly about the southern Baptist convention several people have made the comment you know there's, there's churches leaving the southern Baptist convention you know a couple big ones every week you know there's one just a big church over in alabama that just left last week you know they're like a uh grace church of the shoals or something other jeff nublitz the pastor over there they just declared you know they they left because of this apostate stuff and, <clears throat> and that's a strong temptation even for myself just to like say the heck with it and leave but, and a lot of people have the mindset that you know well dang we're, we're in here locked up with all these crazy folks you know we just need to run and get out you know but the, the idea you have the wrong mindset the mindset we need to have is all these crazies are locked in here with us and uh like levi said earlier the men and women of god need to stand up and uh fight a good fight and um you know you know we're called to be a peaceful people to love one another and all this other stuff but to withhold the truth and to try to absolve people of their sin you know which you can't do only god can you know that is that's terrible and this guy's not be pleased with that and all this new stuff this neo neo orthodoxy is what the fancy people call it but all this new ways that people are looking at at the bible is you know if it was a separate group say another denomination it'll be one thing you know us as southern baptists would look at it as just any other denomination but the problem is is that these these people these apostates these leaders not all the leaders in southern baptist convention but there's a you know try not to name names but there's a bunch up there uh they don't seek to start their own group they want to overthrow you know the southern baptist convention which has been around for the last 175 years and they want to overthrow the conservative people like myself and levi and run people like that out of the group and then take everything we got you know that's the thing you know they're not trying to start their own they're trying to steal what, what you have and what we have if you're a southern baptist or and even if you're not a southern baptist you have to understand that the southern baptist convention is in control of the top six largest seminaries or one of the they own six of the largest seminaries in the united states right and so that, that's a big deal so if you southern baptist gets lost to liberal theology and we're not 
we're not talking about liberal politically, which a lot of times liberal theology and politics go together, but, you know, a weak view of the Bible. You know, if you lose those seminaries to that, then it's over. Because if you think about it, the Southern Baptist Convention for a while has been the last bastion of hope in, in the United States anyway. As far as, you know, some of these uh, Reformed Presbyterian types, you know, half of them are crazy liberal and half of them are pretty conservative. But, you know, the Southern Baptist Commission as a whole is one of the last bastions of hope in the United States. And once you lose it, then, I mean, who's left? Right. And I, I know that, that you know, Jesus says, you know, the church will never die. And I'm 100% agree with that. And this whole apostate thing, you know, are people turning away from the faith? and Are people wanting to hold on to the faith but change what the faith means or change what the gospel is? You know, the gospel is the life, work, and teaching of Jesus Christ while on earth that was recorded in the gospel. You know, that is what the gospel is. So when we spread the gospel, we are spreading what Jesus did, who he was, and you know what he said, but they're you know they want to change that, and uh, so we, we you know you gotta you gotta you gotta stand up, and uh, you know yeah we want to love love everybody which we do, but we, we can't we can't not say anything. And also another for any of you people who are Southern Baptists out there, and your church may want to leave or not. Like I said, you hear the last 175 years of assets, these seminaries, these institutions that the old ladies giving their last dollar to the tithe to the church who sends up there the cooperative program have bought and paid for and supported those works for the last 175 years and so if you just leave then you've officially removed yourself from the table and therefore you have basically wasted all those things that your church and other churches like your conservative church have worked for you know since the beginning of the, of the convention so i mean there's really a lot more to lose and uh and yeah i understand the bible nowhere in the bible does it say to stand up and save the southern baptist convention but you know i don't think i don't think to run and hide is either or to you know you know the false church can't kick you out of the church that's not how church right work you know the church is supposed to kick out false teachers uh troublemakers apostates people who refuse to repent and turn and be forgiven and rectify themselves before the church those are the people the church kicks out you can't kick the church out and so right now what is happening is that the dog is or the tail is wagging the dog right and, uh, <laughs> but you know i mean really i mean you gotta there's it's crazy uh adrian rogers is probably 10 15 20 years ago now you know back you know he was big in the uh, conservative resurgence which for all you don't know was a, back in the early 80s uh the same type of battle was happening in the southern Baptist, but southern Baptist convention then and a bunch of men stood up and fought for it and, and you know i guess you could say saved it but he said that you know there are some crazies in there these liberal theology uh, weak view of the bible people but you know there's still thousands of uh you know preachers off in the backwoods in the southern Baptist convention who love jesus and you know or believe the same thing you do so you know there's more people like you than there are like them so right <clears throat> anyway i don't i don't know what to say but all, all i know is i mean it's happening you know the southern Baptist commission as you know it could be gone i mean i think really i think rather shortly in time if if no one does anything i think it's it's moving uh, extremely fast as far as uh there's a seminary president who's probably about to be elected the president of the convention who is systematically placed in uh people that are think like him and he's i think you know i think my personal self that he's a wolf and sheep's clothing myself uh because he's one of them people who as the bible talks about double speak you know says one thing does another you know says two different things and uh, and it's sad to say it but he's just there's some deep state stuff going on in there is what i'm telling you right and uh this this past week you know the, the big the big things in the southern Baptist Convention right now and i'll turn it back over to you in a second and i don't know how long we've been on here we might have to show that pretty shortly but you know it's about uh you know this social justice
justice is a big thing right now. Uh, that whole Beth Moore controversy, you know, should women be allowed to preach or not, which the Bible says in multiple places. And you can make tons of arguments that, that you know, for the complementarian view, which is that men and women are created equal, have equal value before God, but, you know, they have different roles assigned by God, not by man. Which if you just look back in chapter three of First uh, Timothy, you'll see the answers to all the questions that you're asking right now. Right. <laughs> just food for thought. Right. Or if you look back in Genesis chapter three, uh, notice how God created man and out of man, he created a woman. And, uh, and that's the argument that Paul's making. But anyway, anyway, there's, a, those are some controversies and, and people are basing judgments off of these godless ideologies. I can't remember what we've all talked about already, but you know, you got to judge the Bible with the Bible and the presupposition that is God's word and God needs no introduction. And, um, I mean, it's not like the whole universe proclaims his glory or anything. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, then the rocks will cry out. So I don't know. I mean, I'll turn it over to you. I can ramble on all night about it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, before we get, get any, any, any longer in tooth here, um, I, I, I want to, you know, uh, I, I, I know a, a lot, a lot of what we've talked about tonight has been, or this episode has been, uh, you know, uh, kind of doom and gloom, but, but, uh, you know, if we, if we, you know, finish, if we round it, round it off here with, with, uh, with Jude, um, you know, the starting of verse 17, um, you know, he says, uh, you know, but you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. But, and there's my favorite word in all of Scripture, but, because it always say, it's a signal word, meaning that the opposite of what's just been said is, is you know, coming. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Mm. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. I mean, if that's not some powerful words right there, you know, Jude is, is calling us as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, as followers of his half-brother, you know, because this is, you know, the, the half-brother of Jesus writing this, you know, follow after Jesus, preserve yourselves in the love of God. And then, you know, I, I, I especially love love the way that, that, that he, he ends his letter um, you know, here in verses 24 and 25. And I, I, I think we can use this as our as our closing here to, uh, uh, in this episode. But um, it says now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Um, Y'all just keep on searching out the scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the All The More podcast. If you like what you've heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's allthemore with two O's, dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.